Oh yes, something resembling sports is on the horizon. Brad, can you dig it? Oh yeah, it's backdoor cover. The NFL draft is tomorrow night. Wow, feel the excitement. Something resembling a real sport. Brad, how you doing? I'm good, Micah. How are you? I am tremendous. Thank God for the the last dance. Thank God for the NFL draft. Are you still mad that the NFL draft is going through with it despite COVID? Uh, no, I guess not. I'm I'm ready for this. Aren't I mean, you happy? Aren't you excited? I mean, what am I going to be excited about next week, though? Don't look at next week. Live in the now, brother. All right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, welcome back to our cover. Sports are happening everywhere, uh, sort of, just uh, from Roger Goodell's basement in Westchester County. Uh, <laughs> I bet that basement is dope. I am excited to see what that basement looks like. Are they going to give us a live look into Roger Goodell's basement? Yeah, that's where he's going to be announcing picks from. Oh, that's tight. Yeah. Oh, I always wanted so. a basement. Yeah, it's something we don't have here in Texas. Yeah, you got to have tornadoes to have basements. Uh, uh, maybe. Isn't that right? I don't think that's necessarily the case. They have them in New oh. York, too. They don't really have basements or tornadoes there as much. Interesting. And they okay. certain we have more tornadoes here than they have there. I, I don't know. It's something about the ground. Maybe someone mm. will, will call our hotline and tell us about it. Uh, we're going to talk all about the NFL draft. A quick programming note. Of course, you can check out Mind of Micah, where uh, earlier this week I talked, uh, told the story of the director of The Last Dance and how he uh, had a meeting with Michael Jordan and made The Last Dance happen. It's a fascinating story. Then, uh, yeah, what, yesterday, Tuesday, on uh, Backdoor Cover, Brad and I discussed The Last Dance, uh, where you can, episodes one's in, one and two of you know, the Michael Jordan doc, you can hear our insights on that. Uh, we will be doing that every week, breaking down what happened. And... Uh, but now, like, this is the most, like, sports talk radio uh, episode we could possibly have here this week. We've got the NFL draft. There's a lot to talk about. Obviously, you guys aren't coming to us because you want to hear the uh, breakdown of six-round picks. We're not going to do a mock <laughs> draft. We're not going to do any of that stuff. Uh, but we're going to get to all of it. And we're going to go through some of the needs for each of the teams, what you can look for, uh, storylines, things that are interesting. I'm really excited about this, Brad. So Let's uh, do this. Before we do, let's let's talk some sports hotlines, some sports headlines. Uh, the headline on ESPN at the moment: Major League Baseball suspends Cora for 2020 season. The Red Sox lose a draft pick. Uh, this is they lose their second round pick this year, and they've suspended Alex Cora for 2020 in his role as in the Astros sign stealing case. Hmm. Which I think wasn't he already fired? I'm I'm confused by this. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we got to get tight and high in here. Yeah, we really need. They've been bitching we, at me. We, we got to avoid baseball news until we've got somebody who knows what's going on. Yeah, uh, but there's some more stuff falling out from the uh, from the Astros sign stealing, stealing mm. Stein stealing scandal. So it's that's something. Uh, the Muffin Muffet McGraw. The, do you know who Muffet McGraw is? No, she's the Hall of Fame basketball coach uh, of the women's team in Notre Dame. She retired today. Name's uh, Muppet? Yeah, Muppet. Muffet, I think. Huh. Little Miss okay. Muffet. 
I think that yeah, Muffet. Muffet McGraw. That's a hell of a name. Indeed. Uh, okay. Cool. Yeah, Hall of Famer. Good to her. Good for her. The Saints are scrapping their full off-season program in 2020, which hmm. we'll see if this is the first team or the last team to do this. Uh, what does it mean that they're scrapping their off-season plan? Saints coach Sean Payton told Players Wednesday that they will not have any type of off-season program this spring, virtual or otherwise. Quote, take care of your families, your health, and be ready this summer. Okay. I think uh, that's pretty reasonable considering he, nobody can... He had like a video conference with more than 80 players on Wednesday morning. He said the Saints will not have a team-led off-season program, even if the NFL rules change and allow players to return to facilities. No virtual workouts, no online meetings, no workouts at the facility, even if it's allowed. Show up in July for training camp in the best shape of your life. Mm. Sounds like a pretty good job. Uh, yeah. I, this is a, a bit of a shocker. Yeah. Well, uh, the kind general of. manager I mean, came out and said that that Peyton's point was more about look, pay attention to your family, pay attention to keeping yourself and your family safe. Abide by the orders of each state that you're in. We'll handle the rest of it. Get yourself in shape, and we'll get together and have a great training camp and a great season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, July. I mean, there's not much they were going to be able to do between now and then, anyways. Like maybe in June, there could have been some time that they could have salvaged workout or whatever offseason work. I couldn't see much really getting done. I think the bigger thing that he wanted to point out here is you got a lot of time on your hands. You got a lot of money in your pocket. Don't fuck up. I don't know. Uh, this to you me is know? like, I think this is sort of revolutionary where it's huh. like, basically like, uh, we don't need virtual mini camps. Like I don't need, I don't need to be going over this stuff. Just take, take care of yourself and come back and shop. Yeah. Like, but it, it's sort of a, it's just weird because the entire NFL establishment always talks about how important mini camps are and how you have to go in there and learn. And like Sean Payton's basically just saying like, no, nah, just enjoy the time off and just come back in shape. That's all that I ask. And if we don't need mini camps. We're not going to learn anything. You're not going to get better. When do mini better. camps usually start? It's aren't they? April and May. Huh. When does so hard knocks usually come on? Do you remember? That That's not till training camp in, in the summer. And this. That's right. Okay. This thing's sort of is just saying that we'll still have training camp, or, or if we do. Hmm. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Uh, Ron Rivera, the new coach of the Washington Redskins, uh, has been complaining about how he can't use any of his uh, uh, technology, and he now says he, he will uh, rely on an army of personnel spread throughout the country during his first NFL coach of the Redskins, but at home, he will need the help of his two daughters to make it work, or two others to make it work, his wife and daughter. Uh, his wife and daughter will play roles during the draft, allowing the coach to stay focused on the big screen TVs and computers. His uh, daughter works for the Redskins' social media department. wonder if he got a job for me. I could, I could tell him how to send a text. And she put up a video of his uh, home setup and showed his wife feeding him pancakes. Feeding them to him? Yeah. Like an airplane? Like vroom? No, no, I don't think that. Just making him, oh, keeping him serving with them. pancakes. Yeah. I see. Okay, good. Thursday night, however, say, Damn, Ron. Uh, they're going to take notes for Rivera during the draft and cross off names as they come on the board. R Rivera also r listed his wife's cell phone number as an emergency contact for the league. <laughs> it's teamwork, <laughs> just like in the military, Ron said. Everyone in the house will be doing something. 
What do you think Ron's going to be doing? He also says, yeah, I don't know. This uh, also support includes two dogs, a golden retriever named Tahoe and a rescue terrier mm. lab named Sierra. Their role, comfort support. And to be quiet. Yeah. Sit. <laughs> comfort support. If you got a good boy, we're, we all need lots of comfort support. How's, uh, how's Ralph the dog doing? Ralph is great. He, um, his hair's gotten really long. I usually take him once a month to the uh, groomer. So I bought a set of um, soundless uh, whatever trimmers that are supposed to arrive tomorrow. So really, you might, uh, you're gonna have to let you me might know be how this works. getting more feedback about this. I could be. I'm trying to trim a 120 pound dog that's you know not yet two years old. So you can imagine that's gonna be a uh, tall task. Yeah, every day the uh, fiance is like, we we need to cut Charlie. We need to cut Charlie, and I'm like. Uh, there's one time she tried to like trim her, trim the dog, and mm-hmm. it, she gave her like a dumb and dumber cut. It was terrible. Ooh! And so you I'm should there. use your uh, manscaped scissors on her. Yeah, I do have those. We'll see. <laughs> I'm not quite ready. <laughs> that could work. It's like she's a dog. She sits in the air conditioning 95 percent of the time. I, yeah. You know, she doesn't need a summer cut yet. Uh, well, I'm glad to hear Ralph is doing well. Uh, yeah, let's talk good. about the biggest sports story of the week, of the month, of a long time. Perhaps bigger than any story of the draft, Rob Gronkowski traded to the Buccaneers in a deal that perhaps reunites arguably the greatest quarterback of all time with arguably the greatest wide receiver of all time. What were your thoughts when this went down? What are your thoughts now? Like, this is... This is a fucking huge deal, is it not? Or is this a small deal? You tell me. I don't know. But so I was reading the, the a couple of the different press releases of the news about it. I didn't realize Gronk is only 30. Like he's yeah, 31, not that old. It says in this article he's 30. Oh, maybe and he'll be 31 when this. He turns 31 next month. So yeah, he's only Which 30. is crazy, man. Like that's not. He is by no means out of his physical prime as long as he was taking decent care of himself. So that's a big if. I grunk, well, there was uh, a lot of speculation that he looked too skinny in all of the mm. the, fo- but like the dude, I think it's easier for those guys to put money muscle back on. Like I'd be more worried if he had blown up and gotten a giant fat guy. Like yeah, he, he took a year off and leaned out. Like he can put he can get strong enough to to be an NFL player. I'm not worried about that. I'd um, almost rather him go fat, honestly. Oh, you do. That would indicate that he's been eating decent and like. I don't know. Skinny could be partying. If he's been partying, that's a that's a dangerous proposition Ooh, well, to I get back into a physical. Cocaine, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, that could be he's by not eating. In which case, he's not going to be able to bounce back. So this is wild we'll speculation see. on our part, but it would be uh, indeed absolutely no facts here. <laughs> None. Uh, well, shouts to Gronk. Uh, I, I mean, I just think it's amazing that if you would have told me that, like, if you would have told me that in 2020 Kobe Bryant was going to die in a in a in a helicopter crash, the whole nation's economy would be shut down. We'd all be working from home and that Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski were going to be living in Tampa. Like, I don't know what I would think was less likely. Um, It's fucking bananas that Tom Brady is running around public parks in Tampa Bay. Did you hear about that? Uh, Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just like he was like practicing in random, like public parks. Yeah. Being shut down by the, the mayor and shit. And then, uh, Rob Gronkowski comes out of retirement to play with with Brady. I think it's amazing. I wonder and if the that uh, Tampa team looks scary. 
they got serious weapons for Brady. And that OJ Howard's not a bad tight end. Like I wonder if they're going to keep both of those guys and have like twin tower tight ends and then um that receiving core they've got is just disgusting. If they get Antonio Brown on that team, look out. That yeah, would be something. I, I think that seems unlikely. Is that boat sailed? Well, I mean, according to their coach. But Gronk is an amazing deal. And, I mean, some of Brady's best offenses were when he had Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. Had those two fucking crazy badass tight ends. Hernandez was the better of the two of them at one point. Arguably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, like he got the bigger contract, initially. and if you if you're recreating that with OJ Howard, and then you put fucking crazy explosive Wrong. wide receivers on the end, I mean, my God, should be really interesting. And even if you just use Gronk in the red zone, like just let that big monster run around, like it's it's going to be scary. Um, and so, uh, but t- I just I'm can't pumped. believe that Tampa Bay has this. You know, the other thing is like. Uh, their coach is so incredibly different than Bill Belichick. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, what, now, how, how's this guy's name escape me at the at this moment? Um, You're talking about the Bucks coach? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Bruce Arians. Um, yeah, yeah. Bruce Arians. Arians is like a guy who will like talk to the media and you know entertain people and you know be open and be honest about what's going on. And, you know, forthcoming about what's going on and the strengths and weaknesses of his players, as opposed to, to Belichick, who says nothing to anybody and, like, just wants football all the time. Like, I think it's going to be refreshing. Grumpy I think they're going to, I think we're going to get a lot of stories about how uh, Tom Brady and, and Gronk are playing football for the love of the game. Are there many Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans that are just big fans of the franchise? Like, I guess they've been around since 76, so. I mean, yeah, I, they're established. I guess there's pro football fans everywhere, but they're selling a I lot mean, of tickets. Yeah, they're definitely going to this year. Uh, his agent Drew Rosenhaus says he's back up to 260. So, Jesus. So if 260 is skinny. What is he? Six six. Gotta be. He's a big tall dude. He's a big big. And he, and as you mentioned, he turns 31 time. next month. One year, nine ten million dollars left on his deal. Uh, it's pretty wild. Pretty, pretty wild. So they they traded a seventh round pick and Gronk in exchange. This, I'm talking about pick. the Patriots for a fourth round pick. That's pretty good value too. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, Gronk was never playing for the Patriots again. Why so is that? Were they, they just was there up a, bad blood or what? They was picked it? up a fourth round pick for somebody who was they were never going to get anything for. Um, I don't know if there was bad blood. Apparently, there's a story that he was that the Patriots had agreed on a trade to Detroit mm-hmm. uh, two years ago, the year before they went on the Super Bowl run, and that Gronk said, like, I will retire before I go to Detroit. And basically, he came out and has been telling people, like, I will never play for another quarterback except Tom Brady. So it's not like he was going to go somewhere <laughs> else. Like, I think I don't think that he would have be playing right now if they traded him to Dallas or whatever. Right. So it's, uh, it's kind of amazing. So shouts to... Uh, Shouts to Gronk. The Gronk clan. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, you know what else we have a bunch of? Mm. Hotline calls. Oh, yeah. And by a bunch, Can we, we have get them two. Out? Yeah, l- let me pl- let's go to the hotline. Our hotline number, 800-392-6344. 800-392-6344. And call and leave us a take. Ask us a question. 
If you want to ask us a question for Mind of Micah, you can do it there as well, 800-392-6344. Brett, why don't you play the first call? Here we go. Hey, Micah. Hey, Brad. This is Ruben calling from Arizona again. Just got done listening to the podcast as you're um, talking about the idiot fucking Kyle Larson just dropping that very bad word. It's very disappointing and unfortunate. Me as an Astro fan, actually met the guy last November in Phoenix, took a picture with him. Like, I don't even know what to do with a picture now on my phone. And um, very unfortunate, very disgusting. And he used it on a simulation racing event on Sunday night, which I I personally used to, to race on with a lot of different people all over the world. And you just, fuck, man. What, what was he thinking? Why does he even use the word just playfully just with his friends? You don't... Ah, I'm just disgusted. And yeah, it's... It was bound to happen. All these sponsors dropped them. McDonald's, Capital Bank, Chevy dropped them. So he had the team owner had no other choice than fire him. Well, there's that's my two cents there. Those are the pod guys. All right, Ruben. Ruben. Is he thank sponsored you by Big Red? Oh, I don't know about that. If you aren't chewing Big Red, then fuck you. Did you ever see that commercial? Uh, I did. Yeah. Shouts to Ruben. <laughs> it's my favorite. That was a great call. Um, the question becomes, Brad, what do you do if you have a photo with a known racist? I think you post. <laughs> what do you do? You I just think you got to let it fly. You put it up on Facebook? Oh, no. That's a gram. No, you get a gram off? Like, hey, yeah. here I am pictured with a racist. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'd have to think on the caption, but you can come up with something. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. That's, that's Famous friends. This racist guy. Yeah, this now infamous racist. Uh, why don't you go to the next hotline call, Brad? Okay. Hey, Micah. Brad, this is Zach from Denver. I uh, just had a quick question for you guys with the NFL draft coming up. If you were a top prospect in this draft, say, for example, a quarterback or a running back, somebody who could be the face of a franchise, what franchise would you want to draft you strictly based on how you think you would look in the uniform? I don't think you would want something that's um, already been taken by somebody else. For example, um, here in Denver, I don't think you'd want to be a quarterback and have to fill the John Elway shoes, but maybe you'd want to go to a team that hasn't had a big-name quarterback who's been kind of the face of the franchise or the base of the league. So curious what you guys thought there. This is a great call. Fantastic. Good question. Do you have any Especially on, on the friend? eve of the draft. Fuck yeah, I want to be a Dallas Cowboy. Oh, wow. Kidding me? Yeah, that's true. America's How team. fun would that be to be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys? That would be pretty lit. Even if you flamed out, you could be like a the greatest real estate agent of all time afterwards. Well, that's true. Well, that's, <laughs> and and if you do well, you could be a great real estate guy like, uh, like Roger Staubach has done in Dallas. Um, the it, Cowboys, that's the one. Yeah. Who I would you gonna, be? Well, he also talked about like looking good in the jersey. The Cowboys jersey is is fire. Don't get me wrong. Classic. Uh, the first one that pops to my mind, like if I was could be drafted anywhere, I'm thinking okay. I, I want to be the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. Ooh. See, my only concern there is that the program 
stinks. Yeah. Although let's, let's I think they've the, turned it around, man. Throw the stinky program out the window. Just like if you could go, if, it, if you you're going to be the, the top pick. If it was a stable environment, right? Yeah, and it, where, what city you want to live in, what dope jersey you want to look fly in. I uh, I don't know if Miami can be beat. Now, of course, you could say, you know, you're going to be in the shadow of Dan Marino, but Marino's been retired like 15 years. The other one, I'd, there are a couple others. So I'd like to be in San Francisco. I think that would be cool. I think living out west coast would be cool, and having all of that uh, tech hub to invest in and become a rich techie guy like kevin durant did that would be tight that's true uh or i mean los angeles even though there's no like there's not a whole lot of long-term standing fans because they're it, they're both new programs the rams would be cool to play for to be a quarterback in the primary program for, in los angeles like that'd be tight uh, fuck the rams they don't have any real fans although they're gonna be, in be a happy building. to play for like arizona out west yeah arizona's not not a bad move Arizona would be dope. A lot of golf, a lot of babes. Uh, the short answer is every team. I would be happy to play for all teams. Yeah, Good Lord, I don't want to go to Cincinnati. Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to go to Cleveland. I don't want to go Detroit. Detroit. No offense. Uh, I don't want to go to Bay. Like, I mean, Charlotte is supposed to be a pretty good time, but uh, Carolina Green Bay is cool, but it's just so cold there, man. Where? Green Bay. Yeah, fuck Green Bay. That's the last place I want to go. <laughs> legit, the, that's legit the wor- the last place in the league I want I want to play. Uh, New Orleans would be tight. New Orleans has great uniforms. The, the, New Orleans might be the answer. Now, granted, you mm-hmm. you have to follow Drew Brees. Uh, New Orleans would be really that would be good. Be real good. I mean, good question. Yeah, that is a that is a great question. Call call the hotline. Give us your answer. Eight hundred three nine two six three four four eight hundred three nine two six three Four, four. All right, so now we're going to preview the draft. Let's go. Uh, we got a couple ways to do this. We can talk about some of the, the big storylines headed into this draft. Uh, okay. Let's start with that. Uh, of course, this is going to be a weird one because it's a virtual draft. We're all hoping that things go incredibly poorly. I know I am. <laughs> like, I just <laughs> hope there's chaos. total chaos. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, that there's just chaos and that these teams either that some of these general managers don't have their, uh, you know, like they think they're muted, but they're not. They're talking about mm-hmm. somebody or they say a racial slur. Like, I want all of it. Cowboys don't draft till 17, so there's plenty of time for mayhem to go down early and things to clear up and be cool by the time they go. No doubt. That sounds all right to me. Um, yeah, I mean, I who knows? I, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Roger Goodell apparently will be announcing the picks from his basement like I want to see what kind of basement you get when you make thirty-five or forty million dollars a year, just kissing everybody's ass. Like that's got to that's got to be the most dope basement in America. Am I right? I don't even know what you do with that much money. I guess you got the you got to have the best basement ever. If you're gonna let the NFL do the draft from your basement, it better be pretty damn nice. Yeah, it better look better than than Joe Biden's basement. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I'm not real happy with how that looks. Um, but you better hope that you got Na- uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi's ice cream. That's a whole other story. Uh, mm. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see the terrible, cringeworthy joke that Goodell's going to make at the beginning where he talks about how, like, happy to come to you live from my basement where nobody can boo me. Like, you know he's going to, like, lean into it and say something. It's just going to be so fucking cringeworthy and lame. And I'm looking forward to that. 
You think it'll be real sports centric with like dartboards and Christmas lights and shit all over the place, or do you think the it'll dude, be that dude is is the uh, the son of a United States senator, and he's worked from the NFL since he was like twenty two years old. He's never worked for another company. Like uh-huh. it's it's going to be protecting the shield in a way that you've never seen before. He's uh-huh. got to have so much NFL merchandise in his house. Uh, it's going to be dope. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, okay. Any other news going into the draft? Yeah, there's some scuttlebutt uh, about okay. teams trying to trade up. There's uh, who was it that I saw? There, there's there's always rumors. I don't know if we really need to get into the rumors, but um, I mean it'll be fun to watch. I, I'm looking forward to it. It's real sports, sort of. Um, last I heard, the NFL NFL Network and ESPN were combining their draft telecasts, so we'll see what that looks like. Who gets the the plum anchor jobs? All that stuff. Uh, you know, I, I can't wait to see a bunch of bad Skype connections. Should be fun. Moving on to the big draft, though. the big I'd say the big question. The question's always about the quarterbacks, right? Yeah. And this year's no different. Tua being the biggest uh, sort of risk-reward question mark case. Where does he fall? Uh, how, how high does he go? Does he fall? You know, what happens after that? Is Justin Herbert picked in front of him? Is there there's some talk of another quarterback that might go ahead of him? Hmm. You know, where does Tua go? And that's sort of the big question. If you look, you know, the first two picks are basically set in stone with uh, Cincinnati going to take the hometown boy, uh, Joe Burrow. Chase Young is, is almost uh, certainly going to be a Washington Redskin. And then the draft really begins at, at three. Um you have any thoughts, any other thoughts on Tua or on sort of the top of the draft? No, I, I don't think that a quarterback's going to climb up over him either. I think that him and, and uh, Herbert are going to maintain their uh, their spots up mid-top 10, 5-6 range. Yeah, I, I'll just say this. If I'm a general manager, or mm-hmm. especially if I, if I own the team, we're taking Tua, period. Yeah. If I've got a chance, I don't care if it's, well, maybe three. Uh, we're taking Tua. There's just no there's no question. Detroit sits there at, at the third pick. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if Detroit, you know, Matthew Stafford missed most of last season with a fucked up back. Like, yeah, he did. I'm taking Tua. If I'm the Giants, I guess I'm committed to that guy from Duke, Daniel Jones. If I'm Miami at five, I'm taking Tua. If I'm the Chargers at six, I'm taking Tua. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm trading up to make sure that I don't get anybody but Tua. Tua is the guy that I'm taking, period. And can I give you my my thesis as to why? Please. One, Tua's uh, record and his production in college is some of the most unbelievable anyone's ever seen. He's perhaps the greatest statistical quarterback in college football history. His his completion percentage, now his just everything his touchdowns, everything about Tua is on paper is amazing. Uh, you watch him in the games; he's mobile. He hits every he can throw. He's accurate at every level. Now, of course, you're going to tell me that he plays with a hundred first round picks uh, on offense, which is true. But I don't care. Like this dude is I amazing. Mean, uh, 
now the, the other quarterbacks who have played for Alabama haven't been statistical anomalies like he has been. That's exactly. You know what I mean, right. like they have had good seasons, obviously, and there's been certainly a lot of success out of Alabama, but no one has been this cons- like accurate or there's like so many different factors to it. And then his mo- like the mobility aspect of it is, which as long as he still kind of bounces back from the hip injury, like that's always a question mark but well the injury I mean, the injury thing is is certainly the issue now obviously you could say the same thing about joe burrow who's got unbelievable weapons at lsu as well but both those guys played sec schedules and in big big games too of course his first game ever winning the national championship um mm-hmm. these guys and and if you watched lsu i'll talk about burrow for a second i would take burrow in a heartbeat too if you just watch them in the playoff games, if nothing else, he blistered the shit out of Oklahoma, and Oklahoma's got good players, and those dudes were not running wide open uh, against them or Clemson. He was hitting small windows. He was throwing up to amazing receivers who were making plays, but like these guys were not running wide open. He wasn't just picking under them incredible apart. pressure too. Like he's he's making difficult NFL caliber throws uh, that he'll have to make into tight windows in in front of pressure. And I, I mean, I'm Joe Burrow put on the greatest statistical se- single season that we've ever seen in college football. So, like, he's, I have no problem with him going number one. Uh, but I'm taking Tua, and here's why: one, if Tua is amazing, which he could be, you've got the quarterback. He's the guy. He's got the sizzle. Like, he's he's a stud. Uh, he could be. I've heard people compare him basically to to Drew Brees, that he's that accurate. Yeah, he's a little short but he's got good feet. He can move around. He's Drew Brees, who's a little bit faster, which signed me up for 10 Sounds years. Sounds pretty good. I mean, who who went like that? And two, if you know, there are a lot of people that said, I c- you can't take Tua because you can't base bet your franchise. And if you're a general manager, the most important thing you can do is draft a quarterback. Every, and if you're a, a team drafting in the top five, the most important thing that you can do as a, as a general manager is get value with that pick. If you pick a bus there, you're going to get fired. It's going to suck, all those things. And you can't see to his medicals because of the, the COVID and he hasn't been able to do private workouts and all that stuff. If I'm the owner of the team especially, I do not care. And because if he's awesome, then he's awesome and that's great. If he sucks and he blows out his knee 100 more times and he's gone, then you just restart the damn thing three years from now. You're better. Mm. My prediction is that you're better off with a Tua, a take, flipping a coin with Tua, where it's either championship quarterback or total bust, than you are getting the next Andy Dalton, who's or Jared Goff or whoever, who's just good mm. enough and has one good season and goes to the Pro Bowl or takes your team on a deep run, and then you sign him to a max deal. Now you're paying him forty million dollars, and he's just going to be mediocre. I could get with that. You're better I like the off with ceiling. somebody who just like fucking sucks and, and is trash, and then you draft a new quarterback three years from now, and you move on, and you hope that you hit somebody three years later. I just hope – I think that there's so much value in allowing a rookie quarterback to come off the bench, like at least for this first six games of the season, if not the entire first season. Just like there's just so much change in that person's life, and it's there's such a – high chance of you fucking him up mentally for like the rest of his career i don't know man it just yeah. seems like whenever i just a, a if guy i'm gets detroit i'm taking him and in best case well, you yeah because he's perfect then you could just sit let him sit exactly. out a whole year 
take let take Stafford him. finish his career out for the next two three years and put him in the in the game starting in two years. Let him come and play cleanup, or just and give just Stafford. Tell him. Stafford this is your last year. You're you're going to be our guy. You're gonna we're gonna. This is I'd your even give Stafford two years to give him like get to a fully acclimated. And who knows, maybe he comes along quick quicker than that, and you you rush him into the lineup. But I I think there's a ton of value in in properly getting a person cr- like prepared for that position prior to putting them into live action at the highest level. Well, I don't know. I think that mm. that recent. Recent evidence has kind of gone both ways on that recently, so it's kind of hard to say. I wouldn't worry yep. about. It. I just take the guy, and if he's not healthy, then you don't play him, and you make him. If if he has to sit off the whole year and get healthy, then that's fine. Whatever you know, then it's more time in your facility, and and it's good. If he's got to play yeah, day, you get a good draft pick next year. If he's got to play day one, then fuck it. Let's see what he's got. You know, I think the guy's ready for the league if he's if he's healthy. If he's not healthy, then you know whatever. And and even if he isn't healthy, he has to sit out a whole year. Then, you know, whatever. I I, I think I'm taking. I take Tua the as guy. Well. He's he's got a chance to be a star, a superstar. I'd take Burrow first, just because I, just because it's a safer thing. Yeah, I would take Burrow. Too. He's right there. But yeah, these two guys right are there. these two guys are above average, top of the draft Elite, quarterbacks yeah. in my mind. I mean, I would take both these guys over Daniel Jones from last year or Mitch Trubisky yeah. from three years yeah, ago. Yeah. I mean, like That's these are better prospects. These these two guys especially. Um, I'd take him over Baker. I, no doubt. No doubt. Both these guys would be picked over Baker. Um, so that's that's sort of the story at the top of the draft. Um, running through the Is top. it a foregone conclusion that the Redskins are going to take... Um, Young. Yeah, it seems to be. That seems to be Chase Young. that they're going to take Young. Uh, Cincinnati won. Washington, two. Then the draft really starts with Detroit at three, the Giants at four, Miami at five, Chargers at six, Carolina at seven, Arizona at eight, Jacksonville and Cleveland round out the top ten. Miami, I believe, has three first-round picks. Uh, They also have uh, 18 and what is the other one here? And 26. Las Vegas has two or three picks, which is weird that the Raiders are now Vegas. You know, that's actually not a bad destination. Yeah. Back to our previous question. Vegas would be tight. Being being the man in Vegas would, would not be bad. It's weird that they're in Vegas. It's not weird that they got a bunch of picks because Homeboy cleaned shop two years ago and he got a bunch of picks. Yep. So uh, we'll see what moves they make. We'll see what moves Miami makes. I just, like, if you're Miami and there's some buzz that they're going to trade down from three to go get an offensive lineman at five, and then they could, yeah, they're, Dolphins exploring trading up to a select an offensive tackle, not a QB. If they pass on, who's the quarterback in Miami? I don't even know who it is. Wasn't it Fitzmagic? <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- that's I right. They had was. Josh Rosen for a little while and Fitzmagic. Like, that's a team without a quarterback. And if yeah, they trade a, up to get an offensive lineman, and they had an offensive lineman, they just traded Larry Tunsil. Like, if that's actually true, uh, it just blows my mind. If you're Miami, and then you say, "Oh, we'll get an offensive lineman at three or at five or whatever," and then we'll we'll trade up or we'll wait till sixteen mm-hmm. and take one of these other quarterbacks, and you pass on Tua, I just like everyone should be fired. Everyone should be fired. Let's see. They've got Josh Rosen on the roster. They don't have any of the shit in order. Fitzmagic was on it last yeah, year. Yeah, I think he's somewhere else. 
All right, but let's yeah. uh, let's run through some team by team draft needs. Uh, Jake Rudock is the other guy, but okay, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Who he play for? Uh, we got a hard out here in 15 minutes, so we'll we'll run through these quick. Uh, let's we'll start in the NFC East. The Dallas Cowboys. They've added uh, Gerald McCoy and Alden Smith out of nowhere, which is hilarious. Alden Smith is crazy. Yeah, well, he's back in football. Apparently. He's been out of the league what five years? It, it seems that way. If that guy is one of your key additions, your offseason hasn't gone very well. Cowboys uh, have lost Byron Jones, the corner, who was very good. Robert Quinn, a good defensive end. Randall Cobb uh, left in free agency. Travis Frederick retired. Jason Witten uh, left as well, which is still <laughs> weird. Uh, Cowboys need a corner, pass rusher, uh, now tight end, offensive line, and wide receiver. They need a lot. Cowboys des- it seem like we always need a cornerback, and we always need pass rushers. And so this year is no different. Um We'll see what the Cowboys have. I think they're, you said, 17. Uh, see if there's That's a difference right. maker in there somewhere. Apparently this draft, of course, very strong on wide receivers, we're led to believe. Uh, so you'd like The mock draft here has, uh, his name is Kala- Kalavin. I don't know how to say this guy's name. He's an LSU uh, edge rusher. Great. I love it. Do it. Mm. Uh, what what mock 17. draft are you looking at here? The Ringers. Oh, okay. Great. Danny Kelly. I think they do a really good job. Yeah, they're pretty good on the NFL coverage. Let's move on to the Giants. Uh, Giants need offensive line help. They need a pass rusher, and they need a corner as well. They lost Eli, of course. Uh, I mean, they were fucking terrible last year. They're up at number four. We'll see. Uh, they don't need a quarterback. Well, they might need a quarterback, but they're not going to draft a quarterback since they have Daniel Jones. The Eagles. uh Need a wide need wide receiver help, running back help, offensive line help, linebacker and safety. Um, mm. They and they really need to give Carson Wentz more playmakers, and of course it is a great draft for wide receivers. So I would anticipate that. Looks like their first pick is twenty one though. Yeah. Does it? Well, they made the playoffs in the Cowboys, didn't it? Does who mm-hmm. who does the the ringer project the uh, first round pick for the Eagles to be? They've got at twenty one. Jalen Rager, wide receiver from TCU. There you go. Uh, Staying yeah. st- last team in the division, the Redskins. Uh, they clearly need offensive line help, tight end help. Jordan Reed left. Josh Norman left. Uh, they also need wide receiver and pass rusher help. Uh, they go and get it from Chase Young. Yeah, they, g- they, they seem to be in a position where they can improve themselves because they're going to get a yeah. pass rusher and – you can get, as we've mentioned a hundred times, you go pick up a wide receiver or two in this draft and, and be in a pretty good spot. NFC North, now with Nick Foles at quarterback, your Chicago Bears. Uh, Weird. Also added Jimmy Graham, which can you believe? I didn't know he was still playing football. Yeah. They need. He didn't have a great They need help on the offensive line Bay. at wide receiver, at corner, and at safety. They do not have a first round pick, but have two second rounders. Hmm. So we'll see what happens there. We won't probably hear for the Bears on Thursday. We will hear from Detroit. Uh, they need offensive line help, corner, pass rusher, quarterback, and running back. Uh, Jeff Okuda from uh, Ohio State, cornerback, is who they're projecting hmm. in three to go to the Lions. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I guess they're a, a possible trade-down candidate, but. What? Why would they do that? To get Chase Young? Well, because they stink. Well, no, they're at three, so they're not going to get... Oh, you mean trade down like 
I see what you're saying. I thought you were saying the other way. No, they're not. Yeah, yeah they're yeah, not going to yeah. trade up. They're not going to get to get more. They've got to get offensive line help. And it, you know, if they don't think that they're two is the guy to be the successor, then I, I mean, I just I think you take Tua. I do too. Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, at three, I think you take Tua. I would. Now, I don't know if it'll yeah, work, but I think I would. Uh, the Packers, uh, they need tight end, offensive line help, linebacker, and wide receivers. It's, uh, again, time to retool the offensive line for Aaron Rodgers. Um, one of their one of their, uh, uh, their tackles, Rick Wagner, is gone. and uh, Or, no, they added a tackle, Rick Wagner, but they lost Brian Beluga. They need some help. So Ooh, we'll see. They project, uh, they project. the first pick for uh, Green Bay is 30, and they're projecting Justin Jefferson, the receiver out of LSU. Hmm. Well, there you that go. would be a nice spot to get him there. Yeah, that guy's a bad man. Last team yeah, in, he's in that division, good. the Vikings, um, they need a wide receiver because they got rid of Stephon Diggs, as you recall. They need cornerback, defensive line, and safety help. Uh, they got a lot of picks because of the uh, – trade of digs to the bills um but they need to pick up some pieces here who do yeah. who does this mock have the vikings taking so they've got the 22nd pick where they're it projected to take jalen johnson a quarterback a cornerback out of uh utah and then they've got the 25th pick denzel mims wide receiver out of baylor going ahead of justin jefferson hmm. surprising moving on uh, last division in the NFC, the NFC South. The Falcons need corner, running back, defensive line, linebacker. Uh, they replaced Devontae Freeman with Todd Gurley. Um, mm. Whether that's enough, we'll see. There's lots of questions about Gurley's knee. What do uh, Where do we have them in the draft here? I'm not even seeing them on here. Oh, there's the Falcons. Uh, 16, C.J. Henderson. Florida cornerback. Hmm. That would fit the needs here. Panthers. Uh, they've added Teddy Bridgewater. They've lost Cam Newton. They've lost... Oh, I didn't know Kyle Allen is no longer there either, which that's not surprising. Really? Yeah. Uh, that kind of surprises me. He had such a good mid... He, he played pretty well until the middle of the year, right? Uh, Yeah, but he hit a wall. Luke Keekley and Greg Olson are also gone. A lot of, a lot of established people there. Uh, mm. Gerald McCoy, I didn't realize it was there, but it's now not there. They need tight end, offensive line, linebacker, cornerback, and defensive line. They need a lot. Uh, Matt Rule, the coach from Baylor, is the new coach. We'll see what this looks like. Do you have any uh, thoughts? What, what do we have in a, a draft situation there? They're taking their number seven, and this predicts Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson, a linebacker. Hmm. That would make sense. Go Must get your good. new, Go get your new uh, Luke Keekley in the middle. Right. Anchor that defense. Uh, the Saints lost, uh, or they added Malcolm Jenkins and Emmanuel Sanders. They lost uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Eli Apple, and Von Bell. They need corner, linebacker, wide receiver, and quarterback, which is interesting that we're, we're finally at the place where you you got to start looking to replace your 40-year-old quarterback. Mm. Uh, we'll see. Taysom Hill is still on the roster at the moment, but I, this is still up in the air. I, we'll see what happens to him. I know he was demanding. He wasn't demanding, but he wanted to be a starter somewhere, and apparently that's not going to happen. Yeah, he wanted first-string money. Tampa, I don't know if you know this, has added Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, <laughs> uh, and they've lost Jameis Winston. So that would be addition by subtraction. 
They need offensive okay. line, running back, wide receiver, and secondary help, and also quarterback, I guess. Um, behind, you know, when you sign a 42-year-old, you probably do need a backup. But they really need offensive line help. They have plenty of wide receivers. I'm surprised they have wide receivers in need here. Who do we have? They've as got a, the 14th pick. And they have a 14th uh, pick. Who do they? Who the 14th pick, they've got Josh Jones tackle out of Houston. Hmm. Moving on, NFC West. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, we're only in the NFC. We're moving slow. All right. Uh, <laughs> the Cardinals added DeAndre Hopkins, famously. They've lost David Johnson in his contract. They need offensive line, secondary, pass rusher, running back, and wide receiver help. Uh, it's been a productive offseason for them, though. And do they have a first? They do have a first-round pick. Eighth. Yeah, they're gonna. It's predicting Jedrick Wills Jr. out of Alabama, junior tackle. That that fits that description quite well. Mm. The Rams uh, have off lost a, everybody: Clay Matthews, Brandon Cooks, Todd Gurley, Corey Lettleman, Dante Fowler Jr. A lot of big names. Eric Weddle. They Holy need crap. running back, wide receiver, pass rusher, linebacker, and offensive line help. Rams parted with high-profile pro- players in the offseason. Uh, they're going to need help at running picks back either. and wide out. And no first-round pick? I don't see any. First one I see is 52. That's not great for them. 49ers um, had pretty quiet offseason for a team that went that made a run uh, to the Super Bowl. Yeah, They lost Emmanuel Sanders to Forrest Buckner and Mike Person at a guard. Uh, they need a defensive tackle, wide receiver, cornerback, and offensive line help. They have two first-round picks. Uh, they traded yeah. Buckner uh, to the Colts. They've never been shy about using first-rounders on defensive linemen, so we'll see if they go that way to get his replacement. They're predicting Henry Ruggs third, the receiver out of Alabama, to go 13th to San Fran. Mm. And then the other pick, you said there's two, right? Yeah, they got a, another two first-round picks. Trayvon Diggs, cornerbacks, Alabama. They're going Alabama-Alabama. Uh, That's what this prediction is. not a bad is. idea. You know, that's another storyline of this bet. draft. A lot of people think that the big school guys are going to get picked more. Backups from big schools are going to get more picks later later in the the draft uh, beyond day one than small school guys just because they're going to claim they're they're more valuable or they've been seen more and they haven't There's had a chance to evaluate. There's more game tape and they can't like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll see how that works. Uh, Seattle uh, added Greg Olson. Uh, they... That's a big addition if he can get healthy. They need a pass rusher and an offensive lineman. The Seahawks have not re-signed Jadavion, or uh, they've not re-signed Jadavion Clowney yet. He is still a free agent, Mm. Uh, so Seattle could use a pass rusher there. Okay. Do they have a pick here in the first round? I'm not seeing one. Okay. Yeah, I don't see anything in here. Well, we don't really have to worry about them, do we? Mm-mm. Moving on to I the AFC, um, Buffalo in the East. Uh, Buffalo added Stephon Diggs and Josh Norman, as well as some others. They lost Shaq Lawson. They need offensive line, running back, corner, and pass rusher help. But the AFC East could be there for the taking this year without Brady in the division. Um, mm. We'll see where they go. Miami has a million picks. They added uh, a bunch of players already. They added Byron Jones, Kyle Van Noy, Shaq Lawson, uh, Eric Flowers. They lost no one, basically. 
They might be good. They need. They got. They got Tua projected to go there fifth. Yeah, they need a quarterback. They need offensive line help. They need wide receivers, running backs, and safety. Um, they ended up with the number five pick instead of the number one pick because they ended up playing pretty well down the stretch last year. And they have six of the draft's first seventy picks and fourteen picks overall in this draft, which. If there's ever a season not to get a million picks, I mean, it, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens with these rookies who may or may not be able to come in and contribute right away because they won't be able to go to mini camps and do that stuff. It may take longer to get them up to speed than it normally would. Uh, we'll see. They're projecting J.K. Dobbins to go to Miami at 39. Hmm. They're running back at Ohio State. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, interesting. That'd be a heck of a pickup at 39. Patriots. Uh, Brian Hoyer was added. Uh, Tom Brady was Subtracted. Jamie Collins, Kyle Van Noy, Danny Shelton. Uh, lots of losses there. They need quarterback, linebacker, defensive tackle, safety, tight end, wide receiver, and offensive line help. This could be a major rebuild here. We'll see what happens with them. Do they step up? The the big, the fun rumor that everybody likes is that if Tua slides, that New England goes up and, and picks him up. Uh, Belichick and Saban are, are very good friends. They know everything there is to know. That would be a huge, huge story. That would be the biggest story the draft could produce. Um, but we'll see if they want to just... That would make me so sad. If they want to just stand pat with Stidham and Hoyer. Uh, the Jets need offensive line, wide receiver, corner, and pass rusher help. Um, they added some stuff in free agency to their offensive line, so they're a little bit better off there. We'll see if they go get another tackle at eleven. Uh, moving quickly here, we've got the Ravens, who uh, had an awesome season last year. They added Calais Campbell and Derek Wolf at defensive end. Uh, they lost some offensive pieces, uh, but they need a wide receiver, linebacker, offensive line, defensive tackle, and corner help. This team should be quite good, but we'll see what they can do to uh, update the interior of their offensive line since they lost uh, uh, Yanda. Marshall Yanda, mm. and giving him a new wide receiver would be a good thing. Uh, Cincinnati is a fucking mess. They need a quarterback, offensive line, tight end, wide receiver, corner, and pass rusher. Uh, obviously, they're going to probably take Joe Burrow and take it from there, see how that works. A.J. Green will be back. They used, be yeah, they used their franchise tag to retain A.J. Green, which is questionable, but you know, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Cleveland. Cleveland? Uh, oh boy, they need offensive line, linebacker, corner, and wide receiver help. Um, they had a, a busy off season, but we'll see what happens. Don't anoint them a contender, Brad. It's not quite time. They're tenth, and they're projected to take a Andrew Thomas, Georgia uh, tackle. Yeah, left tackle would seem to be the the move there. Steelers. Uh, they made some changes. They need a wide receiver, running back, quarterback, defensive tackle, and pass rusher, but do not pick until 49. So we'll just keep moving. Oof. They traded for uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, which worked out well for Pittsburgh, but lost their first rounder. Mm-hmm. To the AFC South, Houston. Uh, I know we're going long here, but we're going to get this thing done. Uh, added David Johnson, Brandon Cooks, and Randall Cobb. Terrible, terrible, and terrible pick moves. They lost DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, they need defensive line help, offensive line help, running back, and wide receiver. Uh, what a dumpster fire. They are most likely to really fuck this up, and I, I can't wait to see what happens. Uh, they what do not the have a first-round pick because they sent the, it to the Dolphins for Laramie Tunzel. Um, whatever. 
<laughs> they're a fucking dumpster fire with a, a with Almighty. perhaps Michael Jordan at quarterback. So we'll see. Uh, the Colts added Philip Rivers, as as we recall. Um, they need tight end, wide receiver, offensive line, pass rusher, and a quarterback. Uh, the they trade, could be decent if he could play. The any. trade for DeForest Buckner leaves them without a first round pick. The Jags uh, got rid of Nick Foles and Calais Campbell. They seem to be a dumpster fire as well. They need cornerback, defensive line, offensive line, linebacker, quarterback, wide receiver, and tight end. I think that's Ooh. more needs than any other team Ooh. in the league. This according to the Washington Post. They have two first-round picks thanks to last year's Jalen Ramsey trade with the Rams. Um, so we'll see what they do. The Titans uh, need offensive linemen, defensive linemen, cornerback, and running back help. Uh, they re-signed Tannehill and kept Derrick Henry. So uh, things are looking interesting. They're basically running it back. You have time to run through the AFC West? Yeah, let's do it. The Broncos uh, need cornerback, wide receiver, offensive line, and pass rusher help. Uh, John Elway may have finally found his quarterback because Drew Locke is the fucking man. Everybody knows that. We'll see what they put around secure him. Secure the bag. Yeah, he secured the bag. Chiefs won the Super Bowl. They secured the ultimate bag. Somehow the Chiefs are in a position to start 20 of their 22 starters from last year, return to the That's team, crazy. which is fucking unbelievable. They need help at corner, linebacker, defensive line, and offensive line. It's uh, shocking that they brought everybody back. Um, the Raiders, some for some reason, added Jason Witten, Marcus Mariota. Uh, <laughs> I still don't understand, but they still need wide receiver, corner, defensive line, offensive line help. Uh, they've got a bunch of picks. We'll see what that looks like. And the Chargers, the last team in the league, they need, and they lost Phillip Rivers, obviously. They need a quarterback, offensive line, linebacker, safety, and running back. And that's where Tua is probably going to go. If they if they take Justin Herbert over Tua, I'm going to lose my mind. It's just it's <laughs> reckless. I can't see that happening. Well, though. we shall see. If he's hanging around at six, that's when the Chargers pick. All right, Brad, we're up against it. We'll be back to break down uh, this draft. If not Friday, then at some point. Plus, Brad and I will be back to talk Top Chef on Mind of Micah. You got anything else, Brad? Oh, we'll be back. No, that's it, and that's all. This is a good episode. Mm, bye bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>